WrestleMania 37, night two, instant reaction here on the Evan Roberts podcast. Roman Reigns, a guy who we all hated for years and years. This moment would have disgusted us three years ago, two years ago, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, really since WrestleMania 31. And yet, Roman Reigns with a dominating victory in which he pins both Edge and Daniel Bryan to close WrestleMania 37 was actually very well done. I do have a nitpick. I do have one thing that bothered me about it, and that was Jey Uso even getting involved. Okay? I know Roman's the heel, and Edge and Daniel Bryan were certainly treated like the faces, at least from the crowds. But while Roman could have done something underhanded, to get that victory, he could have done something sort of cheap to get the concerto on Edge after Edge did the, did the concerto on Daniel Bryan and then pummeled them and piled them up like rubble to get the victory. I don't know. I just, I didn't love having to see Jey Uso get involved. Why? I know Jey Uso is the right-hand man of Roman. He's been a part of this storyline for six or seven months. But this is the close of WrestleMania. You know, we don't need BS finishes. When Brock Lesnar closed out WrestleMania in stunning fashion three years ago against Roman Reigns, it wasn't done in any kind of cheap way. He just beat him. And that's my only nitpick of what they should have done with this main event. I have no problem with Roman Reigns winning. I went back and forth all night. I even mentioned it on the night one instant reaction. I'm not sure where they're going to go. I can see why they would go to edge 10 years after he gave up the title and had to retire. I could see them going to Daniel Bryan, one last push, give the fans something excited about. But for months and months, Roman Reigns has been the most appealing thing on WWE television. I don't think that's going to change. And I think that you continue to build the heel monster that is Roman Reigns. I don't even have a problem with the fact that the show closed with a heel winning and a champion retaining. It's not common, and usually if it happens, it's stunning. I'm going to try to remember all the times I think that's happened in the history of the WWE. Bear with me. We got Lesnar beating Reigns at 34. The only other time the Universal Championship was the main event match. We've got the cheap Miz-Cena match from 27. Ah... There's a bunch of faces that retained. You know, John Cena retained twice. Triple H retained against Randy Orton. The other heel, though, the only other heel example was WrestleMania 2000 when Triple H beat The Rock, Mankind, and Big Show. So it's a rarity. I acknowledge that. Someone retaining in the main event is a rarity, but what's even rarer is the heel winning. And in this case, it makes a lot of sense. In this case, it worked. The match was awesome. The match was the highlight of the night. You know, for as much as I don't prefer triple threats as a main event of WrestleMania, I got to be honest, when you look at the history of triple threat matches, main eventing WrestleMania, they've all been good. This one was very good. I don't think this one is ever, I I don't think there's ever going to be a triple threat main event that's ever going to top 20, the Michaels-Benoit-Triple-H match. But... Was this one better than Orton, Batista, Daniel Bryan? It was right up there. Very, very good. A lot of action. The crowd was hot. The crowd was into it. 
And that's another reason why the two-night WrestleMania thing works. The crowd isn't kind of going to be the same as when we have, you know, a full capacity because I think they were still pumping in crowd noise. It still wasn't 100% what it will be. But what have we noticed in WrestleManias of past? By the time the show is closing with the main event, the crowd is dead. The crowd is out of it. Sometimes it's because of match misplacement, like when they put Rock against Hogan, not as the main event. And by the time Triple H took on Chris Jericho, the crowd was dead. But sometimes it's because the crowd's tired. It's because the crowd's been there for five hours. What worked tonight, and this is kind of a knock on tonight, but it worked, is that most of the card sucked. Now, most of the card was average at best. It didn't have that same drama or build. This main event was, the, in my opinion, the clear-cut main event of WrestleMania 37. I understand Bianca and Sasha Banks put on a good show, and Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble, and it was a hell of a match. I don't mean to take anything away from that, but this, to me, was the number one storyline in the WWE for six months. Roman Reigns as a monster heel. Edge winning the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan was inserted late. I admit that. I think it ended up working, but he was inserted late. So I think most of this show tonight was the crowd in attendance and certainly me watching at home saying, okay, this is all filler till the main event, which by the way is the way WrestleMania used to be. When you think about it, when you think of the first, I don't know, 13 or 14 WrestleManias, it was a two match card or sometimes a one match card. Like if I ask you really quickly, what were the other undercard matches? from WrestleMania 6. Can anyone really name them? It was about Hogan Warrior. The whole event was about Hogan Warrior. Doesn't mean there weren't other good matches, but that was the show. I know WrestleMania 3 featured Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat, but it was all about Hogan against Andre. The main event was clearly the number one thing. Over the last 20 years, it's kind of moved away from that because they have deeper rosters. They've built up multiple main events. When you split the show in two, and you have a card like tonight where you look at all the matches that were out there, there was an obvious number one. And it was this match. It had some cool features. The double submission thing was fascinating because it almost looked like Edge peered over to Daniel Bryan as Daniel Bryan put his submission on, the yes lock, and looked at him to say, okay, he taps out what happens. (laughs) What's the end game here? And then they start headbutting each other. The concerto shots were pretty cool. Like I mentioned, I didn't love Jey Uso getting involved. And then Roman pinning both of them. <laughs> I like that. When Roman piled them up, I really knew the match was over. Because there were a lot of false finishes. And that's why I think the crowd was really into it. That was not a false finish to me. As soon as he piled the two on top of each other, I figured the match was over. I'm a little surprised Roman wasn't cheered because I think he is such a badass heel and maybe he will be because again I'm not sure if WrestleMania's two-night show is a great example of the way crowds are going to react you know I think that Monday Night Raw sometimes is the better example when they're touring every single week is the better example but based on the reactions at Mania Roman was definitely over he had a few cheers but he was a clear heel I thought Edge was more over than Daniel Bryan which makes sense Edge is still someone we we haven't seen. I mean, think about it. We have watched Edge wrestle in one match in front of a crowd until tonight. Now, I know he hasn't wrestled a lot 
since he's come back. What is it, five matches total, four matches total? But the only time Edge wrestled in front of a crowd was his Royal Rumble shocking appearance well over a year ago. And the crowd wasn't able to prepare for that. It was a stunning, stunning moment. So I kind of get why Edge would be very, very over. It's exciting to see him in a ring. And like I mentioned, he hasn't wrestled that much since he's come back. Plus, it was the perfect story. Ten years to the day, which is crazy, after he announced that he had to retire. But I thought Edge was more over than Daniel Bryan. But man, the more I think about it, this makes perfect sense. Because if you're putting the belt on Edge, or you're putting the belt on Daniel Bryan, what do you do next? You know, I, I think you should always have the thought of what's my step? What am I doing a month from now? What am I doing five months from now? Look, what they're doing five months from now is Roman Reigns is the top guy. And I still think something I said six months ago, and I'm not sure it's ever going to happen, and it doesn't necessarily have to be at a WrestleMania. It could certainly work at a SummerSlam. Roman Reigns against The Rock is the primo main event. It's not just the star of today versus the legend of yesterday. It's a storyline that's been writing itself for nine months. So I'm sure in the back of WWE's mind, maybe that's their goal. I don't think they have that done. I don't know if The Rock's ever agreed to that. I thought this would have been the WrestleMania for Roman versus The Rock, but he's going to continue as a monster heel. Maybe a level one-on-one feud with Edge. I guess you could do that at Backlash. I think Edge and Daniel Bryan have to have a one-on-one feud. So what you could do going into the next pay-per-view is move Roman on to somebody else and have Edge and Daniel Bryan have a tremendous kind of two- or three-match series and then come back around and give us Edge, Roman Reigns as a main event. Maybe at SummerSlam. I mean, you can make that work over the next five months. So hell of a main event. Good choice on who they have win as Roman defends the Universal Championship to close out WrestleMania. I guess I'll talk about the rest of the card. I thought the rest of the card sucked. I I, got to be honest. I thought night two, outside of the main event, and and the main event of night one was fine as well. It was a very good main event. But night one was better than night two. The only thing that worked for night two is, in my opinion, the most highly anticipated match was the thing that closed night two. But think about how this show opened tonight. Everything about it sucked. The lame open. The same lame open they did the night before. It wasn't funny then. It wasn't funny a year ago. It wasn't funny now. And Vince and the WWE, I think, have always had great WrestleMania opens. If you look at the history, I would say go watch it on the network, but the network blows. Peacock's got a lot it's got to figure out. So I thought the open stunk. And then we see Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil dressed as pirates. What are we doing? And it sounded like the crowd was sort of booing it. Maybe that's my imagination. Maybe that's what I wanted them to do. But who the hell needs to see Titus and Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan! You know him? The immortal one? The man who, even though this record may be broken soon, has main evented the most WrestleManias of all time? Hulk Hogan is dressed as a freaking pirate. At least when they pulled that dress-up garbage at WrestleMania 9, it was sort of funny. This wasn't funny. Ugh. If you want to hear more about why Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil shouldn't be hosting a WrestleMania, you can look back, uh, listen back to my instant reaction from night one. I'm not going to repeat the same crap. 
Uh, Randy Orton against The Fiend. What a disaster. Everything about this was a disaster. So Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, pops out of a jack-in-the-box like we're 12. Alexa Bliss costs Bray Wyatt the match because I don't even know how to describe it. Black paint? I, I don't know. Something started coming out of her face. I don't know what it was. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. All I know is it distracted the fiend and Randy Orton got an RKO and beat him. So Bray Wyatt, who's been gone for months, he's had Alexa Bliss as his, I don't even know what, is distracted by Alexa Bliss. Bray Wyatt is freaked out by something Alexa Bliss did. Where the hell is this going? I think Bray Wyatt's done. I think this ruined him. I think tonight, WrestleMania 37 night two, ruined him more than Goldberg. I'll say it. The Goldberg loss was nothing compared to this garbage. All right, so Randy Orton gets to bore us against somebody else great. The Fiend Bray Wyatt is a dead character. I don't know what they do with Alexa Bliss. I didn't like anything about it. Nothing. There was nothing about this match that was good. Oh, but he hit an RKO out of nowhere. I've seen it for 15 years now. The best RKO out of nowhere wasn't even done by Randy Orton. It was done by some dude in a pool. I don't remember it, but it was like five years ago. So that match was a waste. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, okay, this could have been on Raw. It was a decent match. I just didn't care about it. They beat uh, Natty and Tamina. Remember Natty and Tamina won that filler match in night one to get the tag team title match. Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn was all right. Everybody hates Logan Paul. He got a lot of booze. The thing I can't get past, and I like Kevin Owens, I do. Big fan of Kevin Owens. I like Kevin Owens since he came up from NXT and was feuding with John Cena. I can't get I can't get on board with the stunner. I just I just can't do it. Not only because that's Stone Cold Steve Austin's move, but because nobody does it like Stone Cold. And nobody sells like people used to sell for Stone Cold. I mean, look at the way Sami Zayn took the stunner. Look at the way Logan Paul took the stunner, which was obvious. I, I can't, it doesn't work. It's like when Seth Rollins had the pedigree. It's not their move. And they're copying the move of such an epic legend. That's the other problem. If you're copying the move of, you know, somebody who was a mid-carder or even somebody that was a main eventer, but you can forget about them, I can live with it. You are copying the Stone Cold Stunner. In Rollins's case years ago when they banned the curb stomp, you're copying the pedigree. Those are epic moves in wrestling. So I can't get past that with Kevin Owens. But decent match. I guess the, the whole angle of Sami Zayn thinks everything's a conspiracy. I, I don't know. Sheamus against Riddle wasn't a bad match. That was a pretty good match, even though they botched that top rope spot. But I know what a lot of people are probably thinking about this match. Why have Sheamus win the U.S. title? Well, what does that do? Sheamus is one of those guys, and the WWE has a bunch of them. Randy Orton's another, where they're great. They've had tremendous careers. They have been world champions. They are quote-unquote Hall of Famers, but they're still full-time. They have essentially fought everybody. They're not really main eventers anymore, and so you just use them, and you know sometimes you're like, okay, well, what's, what's the point of this? So Sheamus is the U.S. champion. Didn't Matt Riddle need the United States championship more than Sheamus did? I don't know. Apollo Crews won the IC champion. 
championship and something they called a Nigerian drum fight. You know, so this match is going on. Decent match. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden, this guy enters the ring. They call him seven foot. I don't think he's seven foot, but it's the WWE. And he looks very familiar. And of course, the announcers are selling it as, who is this guy? Who is this guy helping out Apollo Crews? Who is he? And I just couldn't put my finger on it. He just looked very, very familiar. So I went on the internet and I said, all right, who is this guy? And he's the, the Dabo Cato guy from Raw Underground that disappeared. Remember the 575th time they brought back Shane McMahon to do something no one cares about? Well, he did it with Raw Underground and Dabo Cato or Dabo Katie, whatever his name was, was like the big monster. And everybody forgot about him. And now he's Nigerian, and he's helping out Apollo Crews. I mean, I can't make fun of that too much, considering Kane went into the WWE Hall of Fame, the same guy who was a freaking dentist. Rhea Ripley against Asuka, not bad match. Not a bad match. Rhea Ripley wins the Raw Women's Championship. So a lot of title changes tonight. New IC champion, new U.S. champion, new Raw Women's champion. And then they had that segment with Bailey. And Bailey was all over the shows the last couple of nights. But what really made me laugh is that I guess the end of Bailey's pop-ins was to have the Bella Twins beat her up. And boy, did the crowd reject the Bella Twins. Was that just me? Oh, my God, the crowd was booing the crap out of them. I mean, just boo. Maybe they were just booing Hogan. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe everybody just really does hate Hulk Hogan. They think he's a racist. They're bored with him. They're done with the shtick. I got to tell you, man, Hulk Hogan's a legend, right? I'm prefacing this before I hammer him. Hulk Hogan's a legend. One of the greats of all time. You know, if you're talking... Mount Rushmore, (laughs) I'll have Craig check the book, but Mount Rushmore of WWE legends. Hulk Hogan's on that Mount Rushmore. He's right up there. And I don't know if it's just everything that's happened in his personal life. I don't know if it's the sex tape. I don't know if it's the racist comments. I, I don't know if it's the public divorce and the reality show. I don't know if it has anything to do with that. But Hulk Hogan, maybe it's because he hasn't wrestled in so long. Maybe it's because we've seen him so much without wrestling. Maybe it's because his shtick doesn't work in 2021. I don't know what it is, but Hulk Hogan can't be on TV anymore. That's the conclusion I've come up with. That we should just put Hulk Hogan in a box. He's a legend. WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 1. WrestleMania 5. Even WrestleMania 18 against The Rock. And all his accomplishments in WCW. And I think we just have to end it. I don't think we should ever see him again. Honestly. You know, maybe they can show a picture of him uh, when they're referring to great moments in wrestling history. But we just don't need to see him. That's my sense of Hulk Hogan. Like, I just, I don't think we ever need to see him again. Doesn't mean I don't respect everything he did. Look, I was a Hulkamaniac as a kid. I'm just saying, did anybody feel the need to see him over these two nights at WrestleMania 37? And look, next year, when it's in Texas and Steve Austin is hosting, it's not going to be the same garbage because he's Austin and he's still over and he's still awesome. And even though he does the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast and he's around, he just comes across cooler. He doesn't come across as boring as Hogan. 
And here's what Austin did that's brilliant. And The Rock did this too. And this is why these two guys will be able to be a part of the WWE in part-time fashion forever. They left us wanting more. Think about that. Hulk Hogan would wrestle tonight if Vince McMahon allowed him. Hulk Hogan came back a million times. Austin had to retire because of a neck issue and never came back to wrestle. Sure, he was around as a GM. Sure, he was around. He left us wanting more as a wrestler. If I asked most wrestling fans, would you want to see Austin in the ring again? They'd say, yeah, I need Austin again. Austin will come back full time. Would you want that? Yeah, I want him again. The Rock, the same thing. The Rock left us wanting more because he went Hollywood. Now, when he would come back and did the feud with Cena and did the feud again with Cena, yeah, there were times in which you're like, ah, it's not the same. But still, for the most part, The Rock left you wanting more. Hulk Hogan didn't do that. Now, speaking of Hogan, let's geek out about something here. So Roman Reigns main evented, if my count is correct, his fifth WrestleMania. And just for clarification, the main event of WrestleMania is the last match of the night. Period. Stop. That's it. They started this garbage at WrestleMania 8 when they promoted double main event, double main event, double main event. Look, they decided to put Hulk Hogan, Sid Justice on last. That was the main event. I'm sorry. It wasn't Ric Flair, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Now, as far as the two nights are concerned, I get it that you can say, hey, there's a main event of night one. I'll buy it. The main event of night one at WrestleMania 36 was Undertaker AJ Styles in a B-rated movie. I admit that. The main event of WrestleMania 37 night one was Bianca Belair against Sasha Banks. That should be in the history books as a main event. But the main event is the match that closes everything. So based on that formula, the all-time main event leader is Hulk Hogan. Now, here's where things get complicated. Are we including Hulk Hogan against Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9 as a main event? If we are, that gets him to 8. I'm sorry. If you don't want to include it, he's at 7. Number two on the list from most main events of WrestleMania is Triple H. Now, the good news is, I think it's over for Triple H. I don't think he's going to main event ever again, even though he did pop up back against Roman Reigns at 32. And he doesn't have a winning record, so that should make you feel good for anyone that hates Triple H. Under 500 in main eventing WrestleMania. And after that, we've got ourselves a three-way tie between John Cena who hasn't main evented a WrestleMania since Rock Cena 29. The Rock, who hasn't main evented a WrestleMania since Rock Cena 29. And The Rock's record main eventing WrestleMania is putrid. He loses to Steve Austin twice. He loses at WrestleMania 2000. He lost to John Cena in his last main event. The only main event of WrestleMania he won was against John Cena, and the title wasn't even on the line. And then you've got Roman. So think about that. Roman Reigns has now main evented five WrestleManias. He's won three of them. That means he is tied for second on the all-time list in main events one at WrestleMania. Hogan's got seven. That's going to be a tough one to catch. He's seven and one all-time in main eventing WrestleMania. John Cena, three and two. Triple H, three and four. The Undertaker, three and one. Steve Austin, 3-0. Roman Reigns, 3-2. And let's be honest about this. 
it ain't over for Roman. He's going to main event another WrestleMania, which means he's going to jump Cena. And he's going to jump The Rock, unless The Rock main events against him. I mean, he's got a chance. He's young enough. Roman Reigns may become the all-time main eventer of WrestleMania. And that's more challenging to do than in Hogan's era, because in Hogan's era, there was one belt, and there was clearly that one main event like we talked about. But really, since WrestleMania 18, or WrestleMania 19, there's basically been multiple championships. I know we had that brief time where there was one championship, but as you've seen over the last few years, sometimes the universal title main events, sometimes the WWE title main events, and as we saw at 35, sometimes the women title main events. So it's more impressive. So the moral of the story is, let's all bow in honor of the great Roman Reigns. All right, that's a little over the top. I'm in on a two-night WrestleMania, though. I feel like I have energy after each night. I don't feel tired and bored from six hours of watching wrestling. So uh, the WWE still has time, I think, to reconsider. I know there's a fear of can we sell out a 100,000-seat stadium twice. I think there's an easy solution to that. You make it worth people's while to have to buy both like a package. But I think WrestleMania is over enough where it shouldn't be an issue. I think the product's better. I think you allow more matches. You allow people to not be exhausted when it's over, and you allow those matches to have time. So I fully endorse two-night WrestleManias moving forward. Anyhow, overall, how was this WrestleMania? It was okay. I thought it was a good main event. Nice payoff at the end. Some good matches we'll remember. And we have fans in the stands, which makes things feel just a little bit more normal. I will do a podcast at some point, like I promised, ripping the Peacock WWE Network. I know plenty of people had problems watching WrestleMania. For example, you can't pause it or you can't rewind as if this is 1998. But more on that, when I do a podcast exclusively ripping Peacock's WWE Network. But until we meet again, you can listen to me and Craig Monday through Friday at 2 o'clock on WFAN and the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening to the instant reaction of WrestleMania.